0: All right. Clearly, I'm excited and I think I'm too far away from my microphone. Episode four. Clearly excited. Popping these episodes out like goddamn cracking the 80s. We is about to get into some things. This episode, the topic is very personal and I'm finally fi- uh, following my outlines, you guys. This is one of the outlines that I had. And I think we're, we're going to move forward a little bit more organized. No more winging it. However, um, I wing everything and I go off topic. So for the people that said that they like they like that and uh, that I don't need to, you know, follow flashcards, for lack of a better term. I go off topic all the time anyway. I go on little tangents. And um, I I feel like that's what makes my conversation amazing. And when I have amazing conversation with other amazing people, they do the same thing. They change the subject constantly. And um, that's what brings me to this topic. Anxiety. Now, before I get into it, First of all, speaking of changing the subject, I did have some factory like music for you guys that these hosting websites, you know, recommended or whatever that don't have royalties and that you can use. And I had it on the first, like I said, everything got pushed back and I had it on the first few episodes and it was just so whack. So. If you wanted to listen to music, you probably would have cut the radio station on anyway. Y'all know this is a brand new podcast. And I think that I am going to reach out to someone to make a little track just for me. Just for Trey Sheree that I don't have to share with anyone else. So it's just going to be my little bare voice. um, Starting out. And I hope y'all like it. Continue to give me feedback so I know what I need to work on or whatever. But... Got my uh, praise break drink with me. A little, little crown with a splash of coat. That's it. Just, just a little light. Just a little sunlight. A little sunlight. That's it. So, disclaimer, I am not a therapist. That is a huge disclaimer. I am not a therapist, nor am I claiming to be a therapist. And I don't really like explaining myself, but I do think that when we talk about mental health, that, that does need to be explained and shouted from a mountaintop. Uh, please, if you feel like you need to seek therapy, um, I have some recommendations. You can uh, Google people in your um, city. And there are even Instagram pages if you're looking for therapists of certain colors, certain genders. Um, it's not that hard to find. And if, you, if you're really deep into mental health. There are uh, phone numbers and hotlines that you can actually call someone and they can even do the research for you. So um, now that that disclaimer is out of the way, we're going to discuss anxiety. And personally, I feel like a lot of people battle with anxiety because, uh, well, first of all, we're acknowledging issues that we have. lot more than our parents and grandparents did not only that fast food is just horrible for us processed food not just fast food but processed food all of that. so if you on my social media you know that we recently had a a death in a family uh, my life partner, his grandfather died. He, I call him my pseudo grandfather because he always checked on me. He always checked on my son. He always checked on my dog, Paris. He didn't check on the two new dogs, but <laughs> he, he really was fond of Paris. He called her pup. And, um, that was kind of a, Big deal. One of the big stories that I, t- I told people at work, though, because uh, he lived in Chattanooga and in my area at work. If you didn't know, I'm an air traffic controller and uh, we talk to airplanes, blah, blah, blah. We, we, we're not here to talk about that part. But one of the stories at work is about how my grandfather does not eat at the cafe. And he let us know that one time when we had to take him to Miami. And obviously Chattanooga to Miami, that's a long ride. We like, okay, he must be talking about a particular cafe, whatever. We'll stop at McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or whatever. And so we stopped at a couple places. and he, he never wanted anything. And so I remember even Chick-fil-A we stopped at. Like wholesome, awesome, Christian Chick-fil-A he didn't want. We like, what the hell? Like, he got to be hungry after all this time. We stopped somewhere else. He was like, God damn it, I told y'all I don't eat at the cafe. <laughs> so, that was the story that I told everyone at work. And everyone at work took that and ran with it because it's just a cute story of uh, someone that lived an extremely long life that we probably need to take notes from and stop. We all need to stop eating at the cafe. I mean the cafe is killing us and i'm not gonna sit here so i'm not a scientist i'm not a therapist but there are a lot of things that contribute to our health in general not just our mental health and i think that's a that's a huge factor how how we eat the the frozen section how we have to uh, eat fast food literally fast food uh chicken nuggets, uh, the Tyson chicken tenders, all of that stuff. It is very difficult when you work a nine to five and you got to cook three meals a day, seven days a week. It's extremely difficult to do that. So the food that we consume contribute to our health issues. Praise break. Y'all going to get on this crown and coke with me today. So I'm going to talk about one of my struggles, um, and is extremely popular, for lack of a better term, anxiety. And I get extremely anxious in situations, first of all, I recognize that I'm not supposed to be in, and situations that I don't want to be in, work. <laughs> Uh, sometimes we can't help. We, we got to be in a situation we don't want to be in. And it, it could give me anxiety. Working with certain coworkers gave me anxiety. Working um alongside other people that were anxious would give me anxiety. Obviously, I told you what my job is. That alone gave me anxiety. So um, recognizing what triggers making You anxious. Sometimes we take things and situations home with us mentally that we should have just left at work. Sometimes we take to work situations that we need to leave at home. And I'm a big believer of transferring energy also. And my job is definitely one of those places where motherfuckers will give you their bad mood in a second, even if they keep it. They finna give you a piece of their bad mood and still be pissed off for the rest of the day. Now we both pissed off. You could have just been pissed off by yourself. Like, why we both got to be over here mad and sad? Uh, But that's, that's just my rant about that. Praise break. I wanted to really talk about holistic and natural ways to relieve anxiety. Just off the top of my head, I know that coffee is a trigger, and me and Anxiety had to have a talk one day. I was like, look, I got to go to work, so look, this is what we going to do. I'm still going to drink coffee, but I'm going to try to drink some water, too. And When I researched it, um, obviously caffeine makes you anxious, jittery, etc. It can give off false anxiety symptoms so you might not even be anxious you might not even be mentally like anxious it might just be the coffee but when you have anxiety you don't want the false either if if you are experiencing a non anxious moment you're calm you're peaceful and you go and drink coffee like you just really don't want to feel that so that is why they say don't drink coffee that's a holistic mind you Tracy does not like to take medicine. I could be on the worst menstrual cramps, and it has a lot to do with my career. Also, we're not allowed to take certain medicines like Zoloft and Xanax and all of that stuff. But I don't even like to take Tylenol when I'm cramping. I really like to have natural medicines, etc., go in my body. I do enough to fuck my body up on on, on my own. I eat hot wings. I smoke hookah. Obviously, drink coffee. Uh, liquor. I'm not about to add additional shit to that, and the reason being is, uh, I have a mom, and this is totally out of order (laughs) in my outline, but my mom has struggled with several mental health disorders over the years, and she's also uh, struggled with drug addiction, alcohol addiction. To the point where um, that's just her life now. But watching it progress or digress over the years, her mental has gotten worse because when you combine those drugs, that is—it's a mental, it's a—it's a chemical imbalance in your brain that anything that you take, anything you intake in your body, it, it disrupts that imbalance that's already there. So that's how I look at all of these medicines like these doctors is not considering anything that you have going on. So personal story, all of this is personal, but this is even more personal. I recently got um, referred to a neurologist a year ago because I had a seizure and it's not the first seizure that I've had. And the medicine that she prescribed to me, and everybody was like, Trey, you need to take your medicine. Oh my God, you're so stubborn. And big bold letters, the side effect was suicide. I'm not taking that. I take my, I take my chances with the seizure. Y'all can take this medicine if you want to. You want to put, put your faith and life in the hands of neurologists that hadn't even looked at your therapy sheet at all. They just prescribed you the first thing that they're supposed to prescribe you for see, I'm just not taking that. I need everyone to read the fine print on these meds. Okay. These pharmaceutical companies are getting paid off of our ignorance and off of our medical insurance. They they're not finna get too much uh money out of my medical insurance. Uh I like I said, I'm not even taking Tylenol. So I look up holistic ways to do a lot of different things and I like to actually, I like to take it a step further to say that I have for the most part, if I had to scale it on a scale of zero to 100, I would say 75 to 90% I have anxiety in check in my life and my personal life. So what does that mean, Trey? Like, how do you have something in check? I try my best to be emotionally aware, emotionally mature. I try my best to unfollow social media accounts or mute people that bother me mentally that, you know, I, I keep all the power to myself, man. I'm not, I'm not distributing any mental power to anyone to upset my day at all. Okay. Um, And we're going to keep going on this list of holistic ways because, like I said, I had to have a meeting with anxiety. I'm I'm going to drink coffee. And there are some days that coffee is a struggle. I'm not going to lie. There are some days, at least once a week, where I drink coffee and I make up a million scenarios in my mind about how the the world is just going to implode if I don't hurry up and do a whole bunch of stuff. And... I've just learned to live with that cuz I'm going to drink coffee. I I don't The next one would be avoiding alcohol. Yeah. Clearly I'm not doing that. Uh <laughs> It's like a list of stuff that I do. Uh nicotine, I love hookah. But I don't I don't uh drink alcohol daily. I don't smoke hookah daily. And once again, that's something that I recognize and if I do drink alcohol, I, I try not to drink coffee the same day. Um, just very aware, very self-aware of what goes in my body. And if I do drink coffee and alcohol on the same days, usually when I'm traveling and I'm excited anyway, adrenaline takes over the anxiety. But if I do those things on a regular day, I try to uh, exercise it out, dance it out. Usually it's at a... um club or whatever i try to move around to get to lose that anxiety energy speaking of working out that is a bit bold i mean i know i'm preaching to a brick wall right now but working out it releases so many endorphins that fight anxiety is ridiculous um i'm not even about to harp on that because i think that's just a uh common sense one right there if you just take a walk a a simple walk and enjoy some vitamin d outside the sun that instantly changes any mood sadness any negative mood changes just from taking a walk so just imagine what increasing the speed of your steps would do uh, taking some ankle weights with you uh, doing a couple jumping jacks or whatever, making it a routine. And there is a, a silent killer of black women, heart disease. Uh, the main fight for that is three times a week, 30 minutes cardio. There's just so many things that working out assists with your actual health, physical health, Uh, mental health and the longevity of your heart and how it works. The integrity of your physical health relies on you getting up. When I don't work out, especially when I hit a certain weight now, because I worked out for so long. I was in the Navy and I kind of made working out a routine after the Navy. There are times where, because I'm not super fit, that I can go a week or two without working out and I feel it now. Like that's how much working out has become a routine for me that I can literally feel it. I can literally feel the toxins from the alcohol from, uh, if I did run the Wendy's cause that's the only restaurant, fast food restaurant in my job. I can feel that. I can literally feel that if I don't get up and move around, um, Working out is kind of a big deal, huge deal. And I mean, I don't mean like you get up and you do it and you're like, dang, I worked out three times this week. Now I'm not going to work out for the rest of the month. Like once you make it a routine, hit me up and be like, dang, you was right about that. You ain't even got to tell me I was right. I just want you to be uh, mentally healthy. So uh, take that advice. Take that advice for your kids and your grandkids to come they'll thank me if you don't thank me they'll thank me so what is anxiety anxiety is your body's natural response to stress it's a feeling of fear or worry that could be caused by a combination of factors that researchers believe range from genetics to environmental to brain chemistry common symptoms include increased heart rate rapid breathing restlessness trouble concentrating so personal, and I'm getting this from Healthline.com. So my symptoms are definitely increased heart rate and uh, restlessness. Trouble concentrating is huge. And if we go back, if you rewind this conversation, I, I explain how I go into tangents and in conversations. They used to call it ADHD. And that this is probably... Another reason why I don't like taking medicine. When I was a kid I was diagnosed with ADHD. Yes, little shy. Goddamn standoffish tray was was fucking diagnosed with ADHD. They the doctor said that basically it was everybody apparently because I thought it was just for hyperactive kids, but no. They I wasn't hyperactive at all. I ain't shit hyperactive about my standoffish ass. I mean, that is the number one thing that people have said. <laughs> it's usually mean girls that say that, but that's the number one thing that, that women have said to me over the years is that I'm standoffish. I literally used to put the pills in my mouth when I was a kid and spit them out when I got out the car. And my grandmother caught me doing that And used to literally physically make me take the pills. And I felt like a a portion of me was dying on the inside. There was no reason for me to take those pills. And that is why I do not like taking pills. These doctors will literally just prescribe you some shit, man. Like, I just doubt very seriously. It was probably something deeper than that, like anxiety. Like, I literally had... Shit going on in my life at an early age. Bitch, this is not ADHD. This is something more serious than that. So, I was definitely prescribed the wrong pills for something and hated the outcome. I mean, I I literally felt like my personality was just crumbling each day. And then it would come back as the pill wore off over the day or whatever. So... That's my story of not liking pills. And that, that lack or what is it? The inability to stay on subject. I just really lack the ability to concentrate sometime. And so I will hop from subject to subject and I've learned to, Live in that because I've noticed other people do that also. And those are the people I communicate with the best. I could talk for hours with <laughs> with people that are able to do that. Uh, this site is really good if you go to Healthline and look up the anxiety. It goes into the different types of uh, anxiety, like separation anxiety. I know my dog Paris had that. Jesus, she was definitely, a. Uh, she lost her shit. Anytime you, anytime she saw you pick up a suitcase, like, damn, bitch, I'm just moving this across the room like she would just lose her shit. Um, 10 natural remedies, and I'm reading this off the site. I gave you mine and what I took away from the natural remedies, but I'm going to read these off the site in a second after my praise break. Stay active. Wow. Number one. I ain't making this up. I mean, this is clearly... Steer clear of alcohol. Yeah, I'm not doing that. But, and I I am a heavy drinker. I am a heavy drinker. I don't have the urge to drink seven days a week. So I don't. And it's gotten to the point where I only drink on my days off. If that makes any sense. Because I'm old and (laughs) I don't recover the same way. So... I don't even see the point of drinking on a, on a work night at this point, but, uh, yeah, it goes into explaining heavy drinking can interfere with the balance of neurotransmitters, which can be responsible for a positive mental health. Now confession. Recently, I've had some triggers into, uh, some abandonment trauma and just some shit going on in my life in general. And there's been a couple times at the bar where I, I was just sitting there like, "Bruh, this this music isn't entertaining. Nobody's entertaining. I'm just here existing. And this actually isn't fun. Matter of fact, I kind of want to cry. Damn, let me get the fuck up out of here. Like I th- that's literally and everyone around me was having fun." Except me. I just had moments where I'm like, man, this is just not um, good. This isn't a good feeling. Like, drinking is supposed to take the edge off. Well, I'm edgy. The fuck? I'm, I'm on fucking edge and I don't like it. Uh, alcohol has been known to disrupt your body's natural ability to sleep by... Yeah, that don't happen to me. I go to sleep when I'm drunk. Consider quitting uh, smoke cigarettes. Um, that's a personal thing right there. Limit caffeine. I talked about that one. Prioritize getting a good night's rest. Now that is definitely something that, uh, this goes into a, uh, working out conversation and getting in shape. I see a lot of people on fad diets right now. Cause everybody think they finna get in shape for summer. It is March. I'm gonna be honest. It's too late. Uh, you should have been on that, but you could keep trying, and it ain't nothing wrong with being fine for the winter either. Like, what's what's? I don't I don't get it. The goal should be to be fine three hundred sixty five days a year, but if you don't eat after eight o'clock, that is a flat stomach, just secret, and it is hard, especially like on the weekends. Like I said, I go get a couple drinks. I'm gonna get me some wings or something unhealthy, but the key. Is happy hour, drinking early, hanging out early, going to early movies. Matinees are actually cheaper. Uh, The key is to eat your heaviest meal in the middle of the day anyway. But if you don't eat after eight, uh, if you go to bed shortly after that, those hunger pains go away, believe it or not. So that's kind of like my flat stomach tip right there. Um, getting a good night's sleep, meditate and practice mindfulness. Man, that is a hard one for me. That is something that I have tried and tried and tried. And I'm going to keep trying. Keep trying to, uh, meditate. That's a good one. Eat a balanced diet. That is a huge one. Um, alcohol does turn into sugar. Tequila, flat stomach tip right here. Tequila, uh, is the best flat stomach liquor. Uh, I know Cosmigos is real popular right now, but tequila has always been very low, if any sugar at all. If you cut back sugars, like you can even cut back your sugar in your coffee, um, cut back your sugars throughout the day, you will notice a, um, better mental thought process. Practice deep breathing. That goes into, uh, meditation, et cetera. Try aromatherapy. Um. Uh-huh. I haven't tried that. I know after a good massage, definitely. Um, When I'm sore from working out, I get a... Uh, dang, I wish I had the brand to tell y'all because I just did that before this podcast and I feel amazing. I get Lavender uh, Doctor. It's in Target, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's a Lavender Epsom Salt Soothe and Relax fucking Epsom Salt just... Just pour that half the bag and hot-ass water in your bathtub and sit. Throw the phone across the bathroom. Only keep your phone if you finna do stuff like check stuff off your to-do list. Something positive. Like, don't create a to-do list. Check stuff off of it. Uh, Get a notepad. Uh, Write down affirmations. I am beautiful. This week will be great. This week, I am going to get a new client. This week, I'm going to get million dollars whatever you want to affirm for that week cool that's the time to do it soak in that tub uh, stretch a little bit if your muscles are sore from working out i promise you you'll be a lot less sore if you do that drink chamomile tea i do that from time to time that is a good reminder to hop on that so those are some holistic natural uh remedies for anxiety and I just really felt compelled to share that. Sometimes our lives are centered around anxiety. I got anxiety. I got anxiety. Ooh, y'all making my anxiety flare up. That nothing, like I said, I, I pretty much have mine. um I've learned, I'm not going to say under control, but I've learned to live in it in a positive direction. So... You've never heard me talk about Most people are going to be like, girl, what? Actually, that was one of the feedback that I got from the first episode. This girl hit me up on Instagram and was like, you had anxiety because your son was walking by himself? I'm like, girl, yes. I have anxiety when my son walks to the school bus. Uh, I think that, and I joke to my close friends, (laughs) but there have been several times I'm like, June's in a hotel room by himself. It could be uh, 50 ninjas in there that attack attacking him right now. And I mean, it's dramatic and everyone laughs at me and they call me a helicopter mom, but you know, it's, I I, I'm genuinely worried. Like, you know, I really want to make every second count with my son and it, it definitely like makes me anxious. So, learning to live with that learning to know what your triggers are and let's not let the world center around our mental health let's let our world center around happiness and let's check our mental health in a positive direction and learn how to control it in a positive direction learn how to live with it um some things you do have to learn to live with. You have to learn to live with trauma. You have to, all these big things you have to learn to live with. They do not go away. There is not a medicine to make certain things go away. We have to learn how to control our lives and our minds a little bit better. I know it's a lot. It's a lot. Once again, I am not a therapist, but one thing you're going to see is that I have a lot of emotional maturity. I go to therapy. I love going to therapy. Actually, I love talking to someone that is impartial. Um, I hear people all the time. My, I don't know if I can actually say who it is. Um, He knows who he is, but he's dealt with a lot of grief in the last three years and refuses to see a grief counselor. And I witnessed something very traumatic this time last year. And when I tell you he was on me, you need to go see your therapist. Every day he was on me. And I was like, are you serious? Like, but and I did. I made an appointment with my therapist to talk to her about what I saw. But the point is... No, you need to go see a therapist, and you're projecting that on me because had you seen seen this same thing that I saw, it would have broke you to me. Matter of fact, you're you're making me run to a therapist because you don't want me to talk to you about it because you can't take no more on your plate. Um, I still don't think he's going to see a grief counselor, honestly. Actually, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him. But, uh... I seen a mean that say I'm in therapy for all the people around me that don't want to go to therapy. LOL. It's definitely a personal choice and I don't mind sharing what I've learned and I don't mind sharing how I've overcome things. It just, it does feel good to talk to someone that's impartial. You call your friends and, and you vent and they got shit going on too. And they're not they didn't go to school for this there was actually one story that my therapist told me that really made me feel like oh yeah this is this is money well spent um i was telling her about my grandmother cuz i could talk about my family in therapy for a whole year we could just sit there we could get started today and we won't get up for a whole 365 days and that's when I'll be done talking about my family. So, <laughs> so, uh, I was telling her something about how she, uh, demands respect as a matriarch, you know, cause you know, because of her age and where she lies in the family, she's the matriarch of this huge family. Right. And My therapist was like, this is the definition of a matriarch. When I tell y'all, this woman described me with the exception of age, being the oldest in the family. Every other description my family has put on me. Open door policy, can go to them for anything, can call them for anything. I mean, each, and I'm paraphrasing like a motherfucker. Like, she gave me literal... uh scientific answers for a matriarch, something that I just did not know. And when she gave me those definitions, I was like, wow, that sounds like me. She was like, Trey, it is you. And you're not ready for that. When I tell you, none of my friends told me that shit. So that's why therapy is beneficial. Like I'm not even mad at my friends for not telling me that. How were they supposed to know to tell me that? The only thing they know how to tell me is tell your grandma, no, like, can you tell your granny no? I don't think so. That's that's horrible. But you know, they just they feel like that's how they're being there, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of a uh, therapeutic for them. It's kind of like Trey, shut up. We tired of hearing you say the same thing over and over again. So therapy definitely would give you an impartial explanation of what the fuck's going on in your brain when you talk to them. So anxiety and boredom. This is a big one. I see a lot of people that do not like being bored. It's always got to be something going on. They always got to be going somewhere. Do you know what boredom is? Boredom is peace. Boredom is not having anxiety. Are you actually addicted to that feeling? For lack of a better term. Once again, I'm not a therapist. Uh, this is just this is just perfectly imperfect talking. Um uh, Some people enjoy that feeling. They don't enjoy that peacefulness of boredom. Don't let boredom fool you. Like Enjoy that. Enjoy that moment. I used to get offended when people called me bored. Like, man, or or boring. I was called boring by several people in my past. And I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm boring, but... Now, when I look at it, it's like, no, you were addicted to chaos and confliction, and I I didn't have that going on. So, my life looked a little bit boring when it actually wasn't. My life is extremely peaceful, if I must say so myself. So, this is one of the last parts of my one of my first of many anxiety discussions how to protect your mental health when you feel like the world is just crumbling like the earth is imagine it being actual actually flat like people say it is and it's just like about to collapse inward right on you like it's just phew, the world is just like man i've had to learn to acknowledge man Sadness triggered me, or man, I was really sad this day. This really made me sad. This really made me anxious. I'm not okay today. I had to learn how to say that. Um, a lot of times we're groomed to be okay every single day, like we have grooming standards at work, we have personal grooming standards. I go get my nails done. If you uh follow me on social media, I love. To look good. That's one thing my grandmother instilled in me. She said, walk outside like you finna meet your husband every single time you walk outside. Now, I don't believe in marriage, so I don't walk outside like that every single time, but I do walk outside with a purpose. So even when I'm in my sweats, my uh, shop treasury sweatpants, which I actually wear those every day now. Actually, a little ashamed to say that, but I'm still cute. I got some fly tennis shoes on. I got my nails done. I got little 22 inch right now, 24 inch, whatever I was gifted by uh, Melanie at Raw Luxury by Lauren on Instagram. Thank you. Um, I'm going to groom myself to a T, and never am I gonna say that's what makes me okay. No, that's my grooming standard. Today I'm not okay. I look good. Let's not confuse that with being okay. Let's not confuse looking good with perfection. uh most of the time, anyway, I probably need to shave. Uh my I literally just shaved my legs today for the first time this year. It is March 5th, like. Nine times out of 10, I'm actually not all the way perfect. So zoom in on the pictures. Most of the times, my uh, toenail polish is chipping. Nothing is ever perfect. And there are some days that I have to say, I'm not okay. And there are a lot of times when I feel like that. I look to my left and I look to my right and there's nobody to say that to. And I honestly think that that's why this is perfect my personal opinion that's why i've learned how to handle my anxiety better on a day-to-day basis uh my 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 strength and my ability to be alone is is just unfuckwittable and while i don't suggest that if you have a great support system use it you got somebody if you look to your left you look to your right you look at your face now that's my go-to look at your facetime call list man a lot of people have, they can scroll on a FaceTime call. It's like, motherfuckers is checking on y'all. I got like five people in mind on a consistent basis. And it's not sad. It's the reality of my life. And that is why I've had to learn how to walk in my truth, wake up and acknowledge it and deal with it on my own and go out and still face the day. So... That's my first advice. Acknowledge your feelings. Are you, how are you feeling today? And if it's, if it's too deep, there are numbers to call to talk to somebody. If you look to your left and you look to your right and you can't handle that ain't nobody there, there are people to call and to reach out to that will answer the phone and that will talk to you because I know what that feels like to be in the moment of saying, what's the point? There is nobody to my left and there's nobody to my right. What the fuck is the point? Well, somebody will be there. Somebody will be ahead of you. Somebody will be behind you. Uh, sometimes we get in that anxiety box and we can only look to the left and to the right. We're not looking ahead. We're not looking behind, beneath, on top. We're not looking at the... uh Thinking outside of the box, because that's what anxiety does to you. It traps you into a box where you can't really focus on anything except what's in front of you. So if it ain't nobody right there, if you ain't got no left hand or no right hand, I know. Listen, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. And you have to trust the process. And if you listen to this and you and it's deeper than that. Matter of fact, I'm going to Google the number right now so that I can give it. I should have gave it out at the beginning of this episode. Just in case somebody searches anxiety, listening to a podcast, and uh, mine pops up. I want this number to be available. Hold on. I'm looking it up, y'all. I'm looking it up. It's a, actually a song by... Uh, Logic that I listen to from time to time, I have a sad playlist, you guys. I have a sad playlist because I acknowledge when I'm sad. I've had a lot of sad moments in my life where I have sat on rock bottom to the point where I'm 37. And sometimes there are just no tears. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I cried because when I was a kid, it was constant, constant, constant. And so I compiled a list of songs that I've listened to over the 37 years, and when I get sad, I listen to it. That might not work for everybody, but God damn it, it works for me. And this song is, uh, the song by Logic is on this playlist, and his first verse literally makes me want to cry every single time, because when I was a teenager, he said, word, for fucking word how I felt and the name of the song is the number of the suicide prevention hotline 1-800-273-8255 1-800-273-8255 that's the name of the song you can go listen to it the song is actually a progression it's, it's a rock bottom and then it's a it's a rock bottom damn I ain't got nobody and then it's a I might have somebody one day and at the end is Khalid saying, uh, I'm here for you right now. I'm here to talk to you right now. What's up? Get off your chest. I'm here and life is meant to be lived. Some deep shit. I ain't mean to get that deep this episode, but I realized some of the things that anxiety can, can really fuck with you. It can really mind fuck you, man. It can really bring out some depressed feelings. It can really tell you that you ain't shit when you are absolutely the shit that's why i love taking pictures because that grounds me my son is a constant and pictures are a constant because it's like hold on bitch you you that bitch hold on bitch hold on why the fuck are you sad like take pictures enjoy moments take pictures of you enjoying the moment and uh go back to them when you when you overworked and got them in that box and you can't see shit but what's it go back to them pictures man laugh at them old videos laugh at them videos that you can't share on social media because your friends is crazy and they was acting an ass on that trip laugh at all of that shit in the moment so i went over acknowledging your feelings limit your news intake jesus that is a huge one um News is so fucked up anyway. Like, the news will tell you everything that went wrong in your city today. Somebody got shot. Somebody got raped. Somebody got stabbed. Oh, we found some lost puppies. Oh, shit, they just died. Like, fuck. It ain't shit happy on the news. It ain't never been shit happy on the news. Cut that shit the fuck off. Cut it off. If you were in that box, cut the news off. If you want to stay informed, uh god damn it, just don't. If you in that box, the news is horrible, man. Especially when COVID hit, man. I had a friend that watched every news episode and cried every single day. I said, Bitch, I can't talk to you because you need to cut that shit off. We already can't leave the house, so like cut it off. Shit. Uh my next tip is be kind be kind to others. Most importantly, be kind to yourself. We have to stop being so hard on ourselves. When we are really in that box of anxiety and is deep to where it's depression, where it's all types of, uh, self blaming and self hatred. You got to be kind to yourself, man. Nobody makes perfect decisions all the time. You're going to make some fucked up decisions. Trust me. Um, I don't know nobody around me. Maybe I'm just around some fucked up individuals, but I don't know nobody around me that make consistent right decisions all the time. Uh We we, we do some dumb shit. Humans. We all do some dumb ass shit. The people that are the most at peace with their life and they stay at home, they just go to work and they happy, they probably don't make as many fuck, but But me and my friends, we out here. We in these streets. So I, I've seen some people uh, make some bad decisions. I seen somebody when I when I was in the Navy buy an iPhone off a kid in the street in Naples, and that motherfucker was a, 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 a not a brick, but just a piece of wood. Mind you, they had just played with the iPhone and tested it out. And this one, I was in the Navy. This one, iPhones, first came out and it was just groundbreaking. Like, oh, I got me an iPhone. Bro, that is some wood. Like, the kids switched it out that quick. Like, this is what I mean by the people I'm around make horrible decision-making. It's like, when you work and when you travel a lot, when you hang out a lot, when you have different friends, um... Uh, Where you're just gonna be in situations where you're not gonna make the best decisions, and that's okay. Just make sure you learn from it. So in that in that story with the iPhone, uh, before you give the money, like make sure you see him packing the box. Like we are not in America; there is no refund policy. So (laughs) you bought it in the street, bro. Like that's probably not the best decision making in that moment um there's no need to be hard on yourself okay you out of five hundred dollars Yo bad you live and you learn we moving on there's no need to beat yourself up in that moment and just live and you learn to move on so be kind to yourself be kind to others take a digital break i know i said it at the beginning of this i can't emphasize enough even if you gotta unfollow me I would ask that you mute me first. You know, they did just introduce that feature because you'll be back. I, I only give off positive vibes. I try to. I, I've succumbed to a couple responses to slick disses in the last couple of years. And I was hard on myself. Like I said, we don't make the best decisions as as humans. Uh I was hard on myself in those moments, but I learned from them. And you have to remove yourself from certain Situations And sometimes a digital break is necessary. Uh, unfollowing certain accounts. Muting certain accounts. Uh, muting. Muting. <laughs> I do like X-Men. I love X-Men actually. Muting certain accounts. Sometimes you got to mute your friends, man. That is a very unpopular conversation that I just had with someone else that said she mutes so many of her friends. Because she loves them as a person, but they just be posting bullshit. And it just doesn't align with her day. There's one guy that I follow on social media right now. He is a social media activist. He is a um, black activist. And he posts stuff about, you know, just black activist stuff daily. Kind of where I get my news from, actually. Because uh, I don't watch the news. That's one of the places I know I can go to for reliable information. Like in these trials that's going on for um the killings of innocent black men. Like I go to his page. But he got me in his close friend list. Let me tell you. When I tell you I be rolling on the floor laughing at work. And I remember I said something to him. I'm like, "Bruh, how we go from this to that? Because we went up real fast. Like in the click of a finger. Boom. Just boom. I right, We done. I ain't expect to be there, but man, it shit be funny. He, he replied. He was like, Hey man, if you need me to remove you, let me know. It's no hard feelings. I said, nah, man, this is really funny. This is actually why I come to social media to laugh. It's a lot of sad shit going on in life. I, I'm not coming here to be sad. I'm not coming here to be angry. I'm coming here to literally laugh. So that's who I follow. That's the stories that I look at on Instagram. If I know you're going to make me laugh if I know that um, there, there ain't, ain't gonna be nothing shady, nothing with intent to hurt people. Like that's that's just what I like. That's what helps me with my mental health. So I would advise. That's on my list of advice from somebody that has a seventy-five to ninety percent chokehold on anxiety. Uh, definitely mute accounts. Take a break if you need to. Take a week. Take a week off. Take a month off. There's a girl at the gym right now that I see her on social, and her her page is lit too. She makes me laugh all the time. And then I won't see her for months, and then I see her at the gym like, "Hey, where you been, man? I just got log off Instagram sometime." And she'll take months off. Hey, man, do what you gotta do. So, the last one I kind of talked about this already, reach out for support. There are definitely groups, especially when your, uh, family don't understand. If your family's dealing with mental health, like I said, I'm surrounded by it. My mom struggles with, uh, bipolar, schizophrenic, uh, paranoia. Funny story. I always get random calls from my mom, uh, Baby, I was worried about you. I heard you crying. You need to call me. Call me ASAP. And it, it'd be a message at 3.27 a.m. Like, girl, I was sleep. Girl, I was sleep. And, like, I randomly get messages like that from her all the time. Like, she's the definition of paranoid. Like, she, I mean, literal book definition of uh crazy yeah that's I I couldn't think of another word a nicer word but she's uh just one of the few that I'm surrounded by that there's no way I could go and talk to them about what I have going on especially when to them my life is perfect how the hell could I struggle with anything and I got a job a career my son gets good grades like you know and then I know when you when you hear that from other people, other people say that you you got your shit together. Why are you struggling? That's like a slap in the face. And I know the first time you hear that, you're like, yeah, you're right. I got to be thankful. And that just really suppresses what the fuck is going on in your brain because you're forcing yourself their projection. You're You're forcing that in your brain without actually fixing or dealing with what the hell you have going on. So, like I said, this is a one of many. And to answer the young lady's question that was in my DM, she was like, this is going on 10 minutes longer actually than I planned on it, but we had some good conversation. But to answer the uh, young lady in my DM that asked about, Why'd I have anxiety in Paris with my son walking on the street? When I tell you, a lot happened that week. Uh, I found out my mom had has colon cancer. Uh, I got a suicide note from my brother. My pseudo grandfather passed away, and um, you have to be close to me to know why. Why that's a big deal with with who it involves. It it was a lot of. Everything in the span of seven days that Trey had to deal with, in addition to being a mom, in addition to going to work, um, it was, it was a lot. And when I saw my son walking to McDonald's, he facetimed me. It was just like, Yo, not only that, I have a grown ass son, like, he's in a few years. I mean, he really don't need me now. He just broke. That's really the only reason. If he could, if he had the money, he'll probably move out because he's sick of me and my shit. He's sick of the parties. He's sick of everything. Uh, He really don't need me now, obviously, if he got his ass up and walked to McDonald's with his own money. That's all the money he had, though. He literally only had enough to get his. I think he actually had to tell them back, tell them to put something back. In uh in French. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. How you tell somebody in another language that you ain't got enough money? Anyway, um, uh, yeah, that was just a lot to take in for one person. Like I said, my son has always been my constant, so that was just a lot. Like I i got into a box like a motherfucker smoking that hookah, mind you, I was drinking and, and taking hookah. So once again. If you're going to do these things that trigger anxiety, you have to understand what's about to come with that. And that's what came with it. I I got a little anxiety with all the stuff that happened to me that week. It did not take the edge off. I, in fact, was on edge. But there was absolutely somebody to my right and to my left. Not only was my son on FaceTime, uh, my life partner Ken was there to answer, and my therapist was there to text me. I had a lot of people in that moment checking on me, and I, I really, really appreciate it. And I try to be that person to my friends. As much as I can, you do have to have boundaries. I'm not a therapist. Uh, my friends do not pay me. Matter of fact, I'm going to start billing them, actually. When you want to cry on my shoulder, bitch, I need you to go down $100 cash at me. Just I'm just kidding just kidding. This is the first of many. Let me know what you think. Till next time. Bye.